Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Philly Sam. Your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, September the 11th as uh, we head into the weekend. Obviously coming off a just horrendous Phillies loss last night. We'll dive into it all. Of course, September 11th, um, you know, never forget the lives lost. And, and you know, obviously as, as a 38-year-old, I remember that day vividly. And it's definitely the uh, day I will remember the most, you know, in that way for the rest of my life. You know, hopefully, hopefully there's nothing ever as horrific as, as that. Um, so... Um, you know, obviously, um, it always is good to, to take a moment and remember, um, the lives lost and, and the pain and sadness that came from this day. Um, all right, uh, let's talk Phillies as last night was just a brutal, brutal loss. A, um, one of those ones that you hope doesn't really come back to bite you. You know, it still feels, you know, look, the Phillies are still in a, a very good spot to make the playoffs later. We'll look at a ESPN article that that talks about um, playoff probabilities uh, heading into yesterday. Sadly, but still the Phillies not that knocked back um, with the loss. But it was definitely a brutal loss, you know. Obviously, considering that the Marlins are the team that they are battling with for second in the division, they are now only a half game ahead of the Marlins. We'll get into all that as well, um, and of course that the Braves came back to win against the Nationals. So they are further separated from the Braves at the top of the division. But more than anything, because it was just another one of those losses. I mean, and that's what happens when you have a, a disastrous bullpen, you know. And and we have had far too many of those losses really over the last few years. But this year in particular, considering the, the short amount of games we've had, I mean, you can remember them. The Baltimore loss where Segura ran past the mound. The Blue Jays loss in the second game of that doubleheader up 7 nothing, losing that game. The Braves loss uh, in game two of that series before the, the nap play at the plate that ultimately you know, looks like it saved the season, certainly for, for now. Um, but um, last night was another one of them. It was just another one. Like, it was that type of loss. You know, it was just a, an epic loss as the Phillies, you know, cruising. It really felt was that that ball game was over, you know, in a, in a good way. It felt like the Phillies were going to win. You know, it really. And, look, we've learned to not get too confident when this bullpen is involved, obviously. Um, but for some reason it felt like they were going to win the game. You know, the Marlins done with a ton of firepower, and it's the eighth inning. L- let's go through it. We'll get to that and then obviously talk about the bullpen. So, look, the Phillies started out well, and, and it wasn't a, a amazing start from Jake Arrieta, but he was 
okay. You know, Arietta goes, Arietta goes five and two-thirds, gives up five hits, allows three runs, four walks, three strikeouts. So not, you know, anything special, but but fine. You know, you'll you'll take that from Arietta, considering we know what we can get from Arietta. I will take that every time, or at least most times. Um, Jojo Romero comes in and gets one out and, and doesn't, uh, isn't seen again, which, you know, he's shown he can get outs and then come back, but, um, it's fine. Girardi still doesn't trust him against righties in, in tough spots or, you know, clearly in, in super high leverage spots. And, you know, Hector Naris didn't come in after that and clean inning after that. And then, uh, you know, and at this point the Phillies have taken a nice lead. They, they score first in the first inning, one, nothing on a. RBI ground out. Had a chance for more there, but but weren't able to capitalize. The, the Marlins tie it back up in the bottom of the first. Starling Marte and RBI double. And then the Phillies uh, start to pad a little bit, um, at least for a few, as uh, Alec Bohm, one of two RBI singles, such a good hitter. Uh, you know, last night was a brutal loss, but just again, another example of the type of hitter Alec Bohm is. He is now batting 303. With a 360 OBP and a 427 slugging, I mean that is outstanding for a 24-year-old getting his first taste of Major League Baseball. That is special, and he looks it. You know, it's it's if you watch these games every night, he passes the eye test. I mean, he is such a smart, instinctual hitter. His hands are always in the right spot. He's always uh, has such a quick bat. Um, has the ability to take the ball wherever it's supposed to go, has the ability to find holes in the defense, it seems, and seems to be unfazed in any sort of clutch spot. He's batting like 480 or something with runners in scoring position, and we've already seen him you know, have a, a game-winning hit, and um, he's just a damn good hitter. Uh, had an RBI single there in the uh, second to make it two to one then adam hazley a nice crisp rbi single to left was nice to see from hazley who's obviously you know start off the season super hot for you know 20 bats or whatever but uh uh you know then kind of uh got the injury and hasn't really had the um trust of joe girardi was nice to see hazley in that spot and had that huge horrible strikeout in the uh the alec boom walk-off game coincidentally that we were just talking about uh, right before him, obviously, just a horrendous caught-looking strikeout that, that is, I'm sure, going to haunt him and it haunted Phillies fans. It was brutter. Um, but uh, Hazley, a nice RBI single there. They're up 3-1. They give up uh, one back in the third, but then the fourth started to pile it on more RBI single. Again, Alec Bohm, a nice crisp hit. Adam Hazley, sack bunt. What? They sacrifice, squeeze, they score. It was a great play. They sent Segura from third early, and, and Hazley able to lay down a perfect bunt, like kind of a little pop bunt to the left that just falls right down. And by the time the pitcher got to it, it wasn't even close. Segura had practically already scored, and he had to go to first and get the out. It was a really, really nice uh, execution of a suicide squeeze. And, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about how this team – has done a nice job manufacturing runs, creating offense, running the bases, stealing the bases, all that type of baseball stuff, you know? And they've done a great job with it. And th this is another perfect example of it. It was really fun to see. They give one back in the bottom of the fourth, uh, but then uh, JT, real muto, 
Another bomb as he uh, is, you know, he's been struggling some, not as much as Harper lately. Harper has obviously really been struggling, and it's obviously, you know, it's getting to the point where you start to worry that maybe he's fighting through something or, um, you know, is, is a little beaten up or whatever. Um, certainly not locked in like he was for, you know, the first you know, month or you know, three weeks of the season, whatever it was. Um, but while Romuto while hasn't been as hot as he was to start the season, obviously, you know, that was unsustainable for anybody, you know, the, the Vesters of all time. <laughs> but um, he still had some pop, and he still delivered some home runs and uh, has been better than Bryce lately. His 11th of the season last night. Um, the only run score on a home run is, again, going back to the point of manufacturing runs and hitting and, you know, not a home run or anything approach, which has just been so refreshing. Um, they take a 6-3 lead in the fifth. Arietta and Romero and Neris hold it. And then Tommy Hunter. Tommy friggin' Hunter and Brandon Workman after that. And it all comes crumbling down. And this is the second straight outing Hunter's looked real bad in. And that's a concern. Again, coincidentally, the Alec Bohm walk-off game was the game where Hunter looked terrible and uh you know gave up the lead in that game and workman you know had had some some uh serviceable outings uh always scary but you know had, had not given up a run it seemed in a little while or at least consistently for a little while um and then just blows it you know came in in the eighth allowed uh runners from hunter to score and um uh it was really brandon workman who was uh you know the the true culprit gives up the RBI double to Marte that that cleared the bases and uh, made it six to six. Now, of course, Hunter loaded the bases, um, so you know they were both involved as a point. But then, uh, then Workman wanted to make sure he got he got more blame when he came out in the ninth and uh, and just gave it up and and almost had it. You know, uh, runners on second, third, two outs, and then gives up the RBI single to Ray Alfaro, of course. Of course, Jorge Alfaro will get the RBI single, and we're going to see six out in the series. And um, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course, um, it was a brutal loss. And again, what it did is it yet again highlighted for us what we know that this bullpen is this team's Achilles' heel, and that no matter how far they go, um, at some point. This bullpen's gonna pull them down, and it's probably like in in all honesty, I'll probably pull them down in the first round of the playoffs. You know, I still think they're a playoff team. I still think they're gonna make it. Now look, they can't afford to lose too many more games in this series against the Marlins. This is important stuff here, and certainly not games that you have a six three lead in the eighth inning of. But ultimately, this bullpen will be its its undoing. You know, it, it is a it's just a a horrible bullpen. Six five nine ERA. I think I saw Scott Lauber tweet last night. Just a a gross bullpen. And again, you know, to the point that I was talking about before, where I felt you know some semblance of confidence for some reason that that they were going to win that game. I, you know, because they've played better baseball lately, and, and you know the ten of eleven and um. And I should have known. I should have realized that the bullpen, as always, was going to blow it at some point. And it, 
it really is a frustrating way to watch baseball. You know, to never really feel confident, to never really feel like you can enjoy a game, you know, unless it's like a 14 run lead. And even then, remember that 13 to nothing or 13 to one that turned in 13 eight pretty quick. Um, you know, they still won it, obviously, but it's just, um, it's not fun. It's not fun to have a horrible, horrible, horrible bullpen. And it's even more not fun to have a horrible bullpen coming into the season and then have your general manager make trades to try and upgrade the bullpen and the bullpen still be horrible. And again, like, I didn't like the trades. I talked about it. Like, the David Phelps one, we don't know what they gave up, so I can't judge it. And I don't blame... At least I don't, you know, I don't think I blame the Phillies, you know, for for David Phelps being horrible from the moment he got here when he was great in Milwaukee. That's weird. I I don't think they could have done anything to him this quickly. Um, But I definitely blame them for giving up Connor Siebold for Brandon Workman and Heath Embry. I mean, especially so they get extra money back and stay under the luxury tax. Like, I just, I definitely blame them for that. I mean, that's a... A horrible decision I mean it's just and I said at the time I didn't like the trade at the time I I thought it was a bad trade and look Brandon Workman was better in in Boston which is weird he's been much worse here but Heath Embry wasn't good and you know I have a friend who's a Red Sox fan and when that trade happened they were like ha good luck with Heath Embry and I was like great awesome that's that's exactly what you want to hear when your team trades for a guy um so you know um it's frustrating it's frustrating because it's just not fun to watch this bullpen and to know that it's coming, the hammer's coming down on you. And it's just, you know, it stinks. It really stinks. It's a uh, a true bummer. A true bummer. Because, again, you know that it really does give this team a ceiling. I mean, come on. Can you imagine what these guys are going to do in, in a playoff game? In a high leverage spot in a playoff game. Oh my god. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be so tough to watch and nerve wracking. And I will be shocked if it ends well. I mean, you need Nolan Wheeler to go like eight in each of their games and then hope for the best. You need to score lots. Um, and that's the problem that ultimately it's going to catch up with them. They're just not, not good enough there. They're not, they're not. Look, you can win. If you, you know, excel in a couple areas and aren't quite as good in the other one, for sure. I mean, look, the Nationals last year had a brilliant starting pitching staff, and that was the main reason they won. And they had a, a good offense with, you know, some high, 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 high-level players. Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon, who showed up in the biggest of spots. You know, two of the best hitters in baseball type of guys. Um, and solid guys around them, like a solid team. But they didn't have a very good bullpen. They had a bad bullpen for the early part of the season. And then the bullpen was um, solid down the stretch, like better, you know, good enough. But it wasn't good. So, you know, you don't have to have a elite unit in every area, so to speak. But you have to have a major league level one. And this bullpen isn't major league level. It is, it is literally below major league level. It is a, uh, you know, it is. It's a... It is a horrible, horrible bullpen. Um, and Joe Girardi talking about the bullpen last night, um, and you know this quote kind of just hits it home, and it really you know, lets you know 
It is what it is. You know, Joe Girardi on the bullpen said, these are the guys that got to get it done. These are the guys we have, and they got to get it done. It's like, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, please no. You know, that's the problem is there's no reinforcements coming. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. This is the group. This is what we have. And these guys need to pitch better. And, you know, I've talked about, and again, I think, uh, to reiterate, I think this team will be, I think the bullpen will be their Achilles heel this season. So I don't, you know, I don't believe all these things about optimism. But I've talked about if you have, if you want to look for optimism, you know that, that there are guys on this bullpen who have pitched much better than they're pitching now in the major leagues. Again, David Phelps, very recently, a perfect example. Hector Neris, uh, a perfect example. Um, you know, there are guys we've seen do it in the majors at a high level. Workman in Boston it was much better. Um, so you hope that maybe those guys can regain that form, but um, it just doesn't feel likely. It doesn't feel like things are going to get better. They haven't gotten better. Um, there's no one you could trust in this bullpen at any point. Um, the one guy I felt like I could trust uh, had the worst injury we've seen this season with the ball to the groin we'll say and uh update on him it doesn't uh Girardi does not anticipate him playing during the regular season hopeful for the postseason so great you know that's awesome that was my 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 one guy Jose Alvarez so you know it's tough it's a, it's not a good spot for this team at this bullpen but look they are in it they need to soldier forward and you know look playoff baseball will be fun no matter what happens so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain and they're right there in it um, but, um, it is a bummer. The bullpen really makes it hard to, uh, get too excited, you know, to really take them seriously as a legit, legit contender, which is a bummer because, you know, if they had a good bullpen, everything else is good enough that they're at least, you know, a player for it. You know, they're a team that could theoretically win it all, but with this bullpen, you just, they're just not going to be able to. Um, all right, quickly, before we look ahead to the rest of this Marlins series, I wanted to look at that article, from Dave Schoenfeld on uh, ESPN.com about teams' playoff chances. And heading into yesterday, the Phillies had an 89.8% chance to make the playoffs. Now, I would obviously imagine that has dipped a little bit, but I'm sure it's not dipped that much uh, with the loss last night. Um, he talks about the Phillies have a good offense, you know, fifth and run, fourth and runs per game. He talks about the weakness. Hey, the bullpen, last of the majors in the area. Yep, I think we knew that one. Um, and goes through, he says, series to watch. Oh, they play seven games against the Marlins here. Um, so it's great. Um, the Cardinals have an 80.61 going into yesterday. Uh, the Giants had a 67.3% chance going into yesterday. The Marlins, 44.6. I'm sure that has shot up with their win uh, against the Phillies yesterday, obviously. Uh, the Brewers at 18, uh, the Brewers, excuse me, at 37.6% chance um, heading into yesterday. Again, the, the Mets at 32% chance. Obviously, that would be disastrous to happen. Uh, the Rockies only at 26.8% chance, even though they have a, a better record than the Mets uh, or the Brewers. Uh, I guess the strength of schedule is probably the biggest thing here. Um, and obviously not a great team, not expected to really be good to begin with. And the the Reds at 20.7, the Nats all the way down at 3.6, and that was before 
losing to the Braves yesterday, so they're even lower. So, you know, if nothing else we could take away from this season, the Washington Nationals will not be repeat World Series championship, uh, and that is a, a good a good thing. A good thing as far as I'm concerned. So that is something. Um, looking at the standings, heading into doubleheader today, doubleheader Sunday, game on Saturday. Oh, and that's the other news we got to mention as well. I, I almost forgot. Speaking of these games coming up, we'll get to that in a sec. Quickly looking at the Saints, because there is news with the games coming up. Quickly looking at the Saints, so the Phillies at, uh, are three games back of the Braves, uh, who are 26-18, and 18, and a half game up on the Marlins. So 21-19 the Phillies, 20-19 and 19 for the Marlins. The uh, Mets are three games back of the Phillies, the Nats six back. Um, and then the Phillies still have the fifth best record in the National League, but they are right there with the Giants. Uh, their win percentage is 525. Giants are 523, so it's pretty close. Um, uh, but right now the Phillies firmly in a playoff spot, but they obviously need to win some games against their nemesis, the Marlins. Am I right or am I right? And uh, some news not ideal um, as Aaron Nola will actually uh, start game one of the playoffs, uh, excuse me, game one, yeah, though that too, but game one of uh, tomorrow's doubleheader, it was supposed to be Zach Wheeler. Um, Zach Wheeler hurt his finger putting his pants on yesterday. Joe Girardi said, you can't make this up, quote-unquote. Um, and he won't be able to pitch till Monday at the earliest. His middle finger is apparently very sore, so that means that Phillies will go Nolan in the first game. We'll have to do a bullpen game for the second game. Like, oh, my God, a bullpen game. The Phillies tomorrow in the second game of a doubleheader will be playing a bullpen game with this game. So they better score a ton of runs. Like, they better bring the bats. They better know that they have to bring those bats. I mean, jeez, Louise. Oh, my God, that is going to be – I mean, just the thought. Just the thought, a full game of Philly's bullpen. Thank God it's only seven innings. Like, what a horrendous, awful thought. I'm so annoyed that Zach Wheeler got hurt. This is brutal, brutal stuff here. Uh, the second game, bullpen game, Saturday will be Spencer Howard. Sunday will be Velasquez and Eflin in that doubleheader. Um, so hopefully Zach Wheeler will be back on Monday because obviously, you know, he's been their most consistent best pitcher. So, you know, wouldn't that be nice to have him back and, and obviously to have the injury come from such a a silly uh a silly thing. It's uh it is definitely a uh a frustrating thing. You know, it's like, damn, Zach, like, not your fault, bro, but um It'd be really cool if you uh, if you had not hurt your finger putting your pants on. Yikes. Uh, all right. So, again, look, this is a massive, massive weekend for the Phillies. A massive weekend. By the time we talk next, the Phillies will have played five baseball games. The whole season can rest in these five games. It's really six because they play them again Monday. But in terms of, like, the biggest weekend of the season, like it's probably this one because they're playing five freaking games against a team that is fighting with them in their own division to make the playoffs. So yeah, this is a pretty damn big weekend for the Philadelphia Phillies, the biggest of weekends. And uh, yeah, they need to show up and look not off to a great start. A coming off this just awful loss, 
And look, to be fair, this team has shown the ability to bounce back from terrible, terrible losses. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen them rebound after just terrible losses. Um, you know, so that that is a good thing. But um, the Zach Wheeler thing is not. And having to do a bullpen game is just a, it's a real it's a real problem. It uh, really puts you at disadvantage. Nola really needs a deal tomorrow, and he needs to go six or seven. Uh, he has to seven ideally, which we know he could do. Um, that is imperative. <sighs> Big one. Um, let's hope for the best. Let's hope for the best. The Marlins have been our kryptonite. Let's hope that that changes. So uh, either way, we will be here to talk about all five games. Uh, that happened this weekend on Monday. So until then, have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.